All right, this is Jerry with Lefty's Precision Rifle Podcast, episode 24. I got range owner's perspective. I got Ryan on with me. I've got Chad on again with me. We'll talk some uh, KRPC stuff, some Kansas Precision Rifle Club stuff once we get through here and kind of bounce back and forth. But first, Ryan, thanks for coming on. I said We were talking earlier. You said this is your first podcast, so welcome. First podcast, yep. I've done some Zoom meetings, but uh, this is my first podcast, so I guess we'll see how it goes. I listen to, <laughs> listen to them quite a bit when I'm on the tractor. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's... Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's got a lot of listeners. He does some crazy info too. Right. So Ryan, let's get into it. So who people that don't know who Ryan Moles is? Who is Ryan Moles? What do you do? Where do you live? As much info as you want to give. Um. Man, so I live down here in Kiowa, Kansas. Um, we're kind of, our family's kind of been involved in a bunch of different things and farm, ranch, oil, gas. I mean, a lot of commodity stuff. And uh, it's just kind of what I've grown up doing my whole life. It's just farm and ranch and a lot of that whatnot. So, yeah. so the main, one of the main reasons I want to have you on here was because you're obviously a range over. So Twin Peaks is, is your range. But that was the main thing I wanted to get to that you aren't living off Twin Peaks. You got your hand no. in a lot of other no. projects. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we run a lot of cattle and uh, farm quite a bit of acres. But uh, really, Twin Peaks got started. Um, the property was purchased by my dad. I don't know, five or six years ago. Hell, it actually, it's probably been 10 years ago now that I think about it. And uh, really, the property was bought to run cattle. And uh, it's a really scenic, you know, cool place. Um, it is a Kansas monument, you know. And uh, But really, the range got started by uh, uh, me starting to shoot some matches and, and Beamer kind of you know, me and Beamer kind of became friends just by shooting together, you know, and uh, he he had asked if I had any cool places, you know, he was looking for a place for the KPRC championship, I think back in, God, I'm trying to think the first year we hosted it, was it 2017 or 2018? It's 17. Was it 17? No, it was 18. It was, I think 18. It was 18. That was my first year. It was 18. Yeah. And it was actually our first match there. And uh, so really the first match was just kind of like let's just do it and see how it goes and it just seemed like it just grew from there you know people like the scenery it's tough and challenging because of the canyons and wind and you know so <laughs> it's just kind of the way it went and <laughs> we just kept going with it you know yeah yeah so. and for any listeners that haven't been out to your place because you've had enough a couple of national matches now it's not your regular yeah. Kansas flat wheat land. Right. Yeah, it's in the scenic Jip Hills of South Central Kansas. It's just kind of a neat, it's just a neat area of Kansas, you know, that you don't, most people don't think it exists. So, yeah. yeah. So, so how long, let's get into some of the, obviously you said you started shooting first before you, you started the whole range piece. So how long have you been shooting? What's your uh, competition setup? Okay, so uh, I've been really shooting my whole life, just hunting and stuff like that. My dad got me involved with it, with kind of like doing some uh, play pigeon shooting just out on the farm and stuff. And uh, I think really what kind of got me 
into competition shooting was I had a friend that had a bachelor party at the site training up in Illinois. And the guy that runs this place um, is a uh, former Navy SEAL. He's, he's a, I don't know if I should say his name or not, but he's, um, he's so well known that he, he is the statue at the Navy SEAL training facility in uh, California. He is the statue, like, when you walk into the place. His son is, um, I don't know if I should go into that either, some of the stuff he talked about, but he was on the the team that took out Bin Laden. Um, And uh, so anyways, we went up there on a bachelor party just on just for fun training, pistol shooting, long range shooting. That's kind of what got me involved with actual, like, long range shooting stuff was that. We had so much fun. We went back two more years. We did it three years in a row just for fun. And uh, kind of ever since then, I was just hooked. And then um, I kind of got, I started doing some looking around, found out about the PRS. And uh, I found the PRS on the website. I ended up just going to a match at Conway one day. I didn't even know about the KPRC. I didn't even have Facebook at the time. I just went to a match at Conway because it was on the PRS website just random blue and I've been hooked ever since. <laughs> so when, when was that? When was your first big match that you went to? Uh, I think it was uh 2000. Well, it had to have been two years before I'd hosted my match at Twin Peaks. Cause I think I was doing it for shooting competition for two years before then. So 2016, 16 or something so. like that. So you've been shooting, yeah. you've been doing this for a while, obviously. Yeah. Which I yep, but as far as my uh, competition rifle goes, um, I run, I run, I have two competition rifles that are damn near identical. Um, both of them are MG1 foundations with Collis 525, Skimmer 3 reticles, tr- Trigger Tech diamonds, spur mounts. They're both in six millimeter dasher. The only difference is, is one is a defiance action, one is an impact action. That's the only difference. Right. You were- and I go so far own, owning my own reamer and nobody uses my reamer but me and uh, my gunsmith cuts my headspace at a plus three. So both of them interchange brass wise, everything. So nice. I think Chad and Chris and I have talked about that before getting, getting reamers and that way everything's specked out exactly the same. Now you, it's just, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. You played with the 25 cal for a little bit, didn't you? And I don't think – And I still am, and I like it. I do like it, for sure. I think the 25 cal shoots awesome. I, I did a little playing around with a tuner this year, and uh, them tuners work. I mean, uh, yeah, what? I, I really like 25 cal. The only reason I like that dasher a little bit more is just a little less recoil, yeah. you know. Because you're shooting in one case, so you're not shooting a Creed. You're shooting a 47 – uh, 25 by 47. Yeah, 25 yeah, by 47. Black jacks. Yep. Them things. They hammer targets, man. <laughs> yeah, I, bet yeah, I, I bet I should have this year with that 25 by 47. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Do you have any uh, competitions you're looking forward to? You, I think the last couple of years that I've shot, you hadn't been shooting a whole lot, but you've been running the range and obviously work, yeah. working everything else. So that's kind of weird about me, you know, like what we got going on on the farm and ranch. I can't, 
it's tough for me to schedule something. So it's almost like when I decide to shoot a match, it's like week of, you know what I mean? And then yeah. I sneak out and practice a couple nights during the week. So I kind of get myself tuned up beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen some of your social media, you know, Facebook posts. You like to do some tinker and I see there behind you. And I, I've seen that in yeah. some of your posts with your, with your winter time. I like to do a lot of tinkering, but when it's like competition time, it's just like, let's strap the six millimeter dashers on and let's just focus on that. So then it's just like no distractions. You know? Yeah. You just <laughs> stick with what you know. Right. Yeah. So you, you've obviously been shooting for a while. We'll talk about that. What's your advice to uh, new shooters getting into the precision rifle game or competitions? So I, I, when you had asked me this on the kind of the outline, my thought was um, I had somebody give me this advice when I first got started. Um, just show up and shoot a match, reach out to somebody that's like on the KPRC page or whatever and just have a conversation with them on Facebook Messenger or text message or whatever. And most people are willing to help you out, you know, tell you you need to do this, bring this, bring this. But I think my biggest piece of advice is write down what your weaknesses are. So when you show up and shoot a match and you and barricades kick your ass or troop lines kick your ass, just or finding targets in general kick your ass. You know what I mean? Write, write them as soon as that match is over, have you a little notebook and write down some stuff that kicked your ass that match. So you have something to practice during the week or whatever before you go to your next match. That was one of the best pieces of advice I got. And I don't even remember who gave it to me. I think it might have been Beamer, honestly. And uh, that helped me out a lot, you know, something to really focus and practice on. Yeah. So. I think that's almost everybody I've asked this question is about the same. Just come out. If you don't have gear, you're going to be given gear. Like you're even going to be helped on the clock. If you're a brand new shooter, people are going to help you on, like they're going to help you find targets. They're going to help. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how, how this community helps each other out, even though you're competing against the person that's helping you is what it comes mm-hmm. down to. And I'll say this too. It seems like when you actually become a good shooter, that's when people stop helping you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how you know you made it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I get help all the time. So I'm, I'm still learning. <clears throat> so we obviously we went over the name of your range, Twin Peaks, um, and you kind of talked about how it got started. But you are a private range. But how does how does someone get a hold of you if they want to come shoot your range? Do you do day passes? Do you do yearly passes? Like how does how does someone get a hold of you if they want to come out and shoot? Okay, so we are 100 percent private. Um, and I try to keep it exclusive to members only, you know, I have given some day passes, um, not this winter, but the last winter I had a Marine sniper reach out to me about just, he happened to be in town, um, on vacation with his family. So yeah, I gave him, you know, daily pass range access, but outside of that, you've got to be a member or be with a member to come and shoot. And I just try to keep that exclusive just to members, yeah. you know, try to keep but it that way. I think I looked up on your website though. You obviously have to be a member, but you do, uh, you sign up for a membership. I think it was a length of time, but, but you took monthly payments for that membership. Instead yeah. Of just like so uh, you can, you can either pay monthly or you can pay yearly. 
Um, it's more beneficial, you know, less money if you pay yearly versus monthly. But um, typically, a yearly membership costs about five hundred dollars a year. So, mm. yeah. So yeah. So if you're looking and you're around the area and you don't want to pay that lump sum, then at least yeah, you have an option. There's a lot of the places I've seen you don't have an option. You either pay the pay the lump sum or you don't come out. If you want to pay monthly too, you got to give me a one year commitment. Yeah. So. I'm not going to let you just pay a month or two and then be done, you know? Right. So, yeah. And you, well, that's the, like, if you're getting into this game, your, your range is strictly a precision rifle range. Like you don't have pistol range, you know, some of the other ranges that you'll go to and you find you'll have some other ranges. You are a strictly precision rifle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of that, we, we've had, I, actually was planning on putting in a pistol and carbine range this winter. I have not really, it still works. Um, I've been working with our local sheriff's department because they've been wanting to find a new range of some kind. And uh, so we're trying to find the right match to where it works. And they're not out there all the time. Cause I, I just like the private part of the range membership, you know, members being out there and most likely it's only them or one or two other people that's out there at the most. Yeah. You know? okay. And yours, your range is, is pretty cool because you, your range is kind of split right down the middle almost by, I don't know, is that a highway or a two lane, yep. two lane yeah. road? Yeah. Got a north side and a south side. So, so you got, which is a lot of ground mm-hmm. to cover and all sorts of wind. I like you could, yeah. Real estate and um, this winter, I've kind of let members just come out and do some coyote calling if they want. I don't care, you know. We're in the we're in the cow calf business, so kill them all. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I bet that's the saying that Chad and I were talking about. We go out and hunt my farmer. He it does not hurt his feelings to come out to shoot mm-hmm. deer, obviously, or coyotes because they're messing with the messing with his calves and the deer mess with his crops. So he does not have any ill will against anybody coming out and hunting his place. So what's, what's your uh, biggest lesson starting a range? So just kind of my, my idea behind this, this is obviously I talked about it with Chad on uh, the last episode, right? I just posted today um, that I've got a farmer that I could go out. He's got a thousand, 1200 acres. I go out and just throw up a bunch of steel targets if I want. I think that's what a lot of people, and that's what I, what I thought too. Hell, I got some land. I can go throw out some steel targets and it'd be fine. What is your biggest, biggest lesson you've learned? Man, the biggest thing is really just kind of like the thinking that's involved with setting up rank, setting up stages, being conscious on match flow, you know. Um, I've kind of I've kind of found when I when I go to mow out on the range the week before, that's when I get most of my thinking done and how I want to tweak stages and how I think match flow is gonna go. Um, I think a lot of that just really has to do with shooting matches. So, you know, um, kind of how to do that stuff. Um, one of the biggest misconceptions about it, I think, is people think you're getting rich off this stuff and you're not, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of money in targets, especially if you're, especially I try to make myself different by having a lot of animal targets. Cause I think animal targets are fun and cool to shoot at, but those are also way more expensive than just buying square and round targets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
man, I don't know. I bet I got $15,000 just in targets out there. That's, that's what I was going to ask you is how much do you think you have just in, in weight or money wise and targets? You got, obviously you have basically two ranges with the North side and the South yeah, side. Right. So that's, I don't think people realize how much the steel costs, how much away, like just getting it shipped in, just buying it. And target hangers, target hangers are expensive, you know, and I kind of take pride in having targets that have some movement when you shoot, you know, not something that's just going to hold their static. Cause I think there's something to say when you shoot a target, even if you impact it, seeing how that target moves so you can get yourself back to center on the next shot. So yeah. that has a lot to do with it too. Yeah. Reading, reading that movement. Well, then you get, you get people shooting the hangers and hitting your post and everything else. So that just that. I don't know how many posts I've gone through. Man, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of lucky. We've we've torn out quite a bit of fence over the years. So we have some older T posts that I can just go grab that are already bent. And I can just kind of straighten them up a little bit and reuse them. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, one of the other things I want to hit. So your range is a little different than everybody else's because you shut down on Monday. Well, you don't shut down. No shooting on Mondays. That's right. So what's the, benef what's the benefit Monday, to that? We call Monday cold range day for members. So that way they can just get out and hike if they want, or they can go fishing on the, on the uh, ponds that we got. There's like 10 ponds out there on that property. There's probably only two that are used. For the most part, there's two that are stocked with bass and crappie. And uh, I think Chad's got the record for the uh, smallest crappie on that pond, don't you, Chad? <laughs> yeah, Chad won some money off that fish. Hey, that was a that was $100 fish. I'd like to post a picture. That thing was half the size of your hand, if that. But it's worth a $100 bill. You made some money off of it. Mm -hmm. We yeah, have you... a cabin out there, too. It's uh, nothing special with the cabin, but it's just a two-bedroom. It's pretty nice on the inside, and uh, we rent it out for cheap to members. Um, we've got members as far north as Kansas City and, and as far south as Enid, Oklahoma. So, Yeah, the cabin's a lot, right. of, a lot of them will use the cabin, come spend the weekend and stay in the cabin for the weekend. So the people that travel quite a ways. Yeah. Well, I know – well, the last match that my daughter and I are owed for you, I think the Truett stayed in it. The Truett. Yeah, they did. And they the, and the kids. And coming back for, for the big match this year as well. Yeah, they thought that was awesome. Because mm -hmm. yeah. they usually bring a they bring a camper or something, I think, normally. Yeah. And they stay in that for their matches. Yeah, I think so. all the ones that I had are owed and seen them other than yours, they yeah, they have a pull behind campers that they bring and, and stay in. Yeah, so that match they brought a they brought a side by side, so that way they can just kind of truck the family with them from stage to stage for the whole deal. Yeah, so. yeah. They, well, yeah, they brought side by side, and where did he say John Kyle? They stopped at one of the grocery stores on the way up and bought all the brats and hot dogs they had, and they cooked food yeah. for all of us out. I mean, it was yeah, it was a good time sitting there by the pond and right. over there fishing, trying to trying to make his money. And that's right up their alley too. They love that stuff, you know. Yeah, they're out there outside. Family get together type deals. Yeah. So what do you? Let me get some of the K KPRC in here. What do you got? What do you got different plan for the range this year? Like you were just talking, obviously, about a couple different ranges: the pistol and carbine range and stuff like that. You got anything new and exciting planned for? Um, I don't know. 
I, I do plan on putting a nice uh, shooting platform on the north side at some some point, you know, because what I really like about that north side is you can get up there on top and you can shoot pretty much east to west all them targets from up there. So I think it'd be pretty cool to have a shooting platform that sets up a little ways and you can sit from one spot and shoot all them targets. Yeah. We'll get there eventually. It just gotta get time yeah <laughs> get well, just since you've opened though you've you've poured a slab and you got a roof over it mm -hmm. so you've been seem like you've been doing upgrades at, you know every year you've got something new going part on. of that slab i was wanting um that's another deal i kind of want to put in i'm gonna put in a uh a little enclosed building in there to where we can just open up a garage door and the guy can have a little space heater in there and shoot in the winter when it's cold you know nice yeah that'd be pretty yeah, silly yeah yeah so what do you got for a national match? Obviously, like I said, my daughter and I come out and RO to NRL match for you. You got any national matches planned this year? I do. So, uh, um, man, I was really tickled about with the Box Canyon Showdown um, being a, you know, an NRL match last year. And uh, after that match, I was approached by the PRS um, to make to make my uh, match a AG Cup. So that match um, is going to be an AG cup next year. Dang, that's pretty cool. You know, you're talking just three, four years range of being open and that quick going like and, that. So yeah. AG cup, you're talking about some of the best, the best going to be trying to make it out to. Yeah. It's really the lodge, their little, their little hotel that I stayed in. They're going to have to upgrade by the time. Yeah. That time. Yeah. Comes and, and you know, big shout out to uh, B and T industries right there in Wichita, Kansas for helping out with this tremendously. Because, you know, like my NRL match last year, as much money that I put into it with trophies and banquet, et cetera, et cetera, I would have lost money on that match if it wasn't for B&T. B&T gave me some sponsorship money to help out with that stuff and uh, made it worth a while, and then it grew to what it is this year. And they're, step, they're going to be title sponsor again this year. All right. excited about it. Yeah. So. That's, that's one other thing I wanted to bring up. You just reminded me that. See, like even the KPRC matches and obviously that NRL match, your trophies always seem to be something usable. Yeah, and I've, I've kind of taken a little pride in that. Try to make something that, uh, you know, you can show off instead of just putting it in your gun room because most people don't care about your guns, you know. Yeah. But if you can, if you can have a Yeti cup or a knife or something like that, you just kind of have out there kind of strikes conversation, you know. Yeah, yeah, but you've been you've done some you did some custom knives, some Yeti like water jugs, the Yeti yeah. coolers with the the NRL match, the national match. Mm -hmm. Yep, um, the knives came from one of our members at the gun range, um, Josh Cap Josh Calderon. Um, he builds custom knives, and uh, uh, we kind of talked about it, and he made some really neat ones. He made that really cool hatchet, you know, the Carry Nation hatchet. Yep, for the national match. Um, yeah, he's talented, man. Cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that hatch had a cool story. I think Stacy didn't Stacy win that. Stacy has her. Yeah, Stacy won that. Um, yeah, the the uh, the story behind that hatchet is uh, Carrie Nation. Carrie Nation was a big uh, women's rights activist back in the day. She used to run around and and uh, go to liquor stores and terrorize stuff and throw bottles on the ground and had a hatchet and. So I just thought it was kind of a cool piece of history, you know. Let's make this the women's trophy. So yeah, that, that yeah. thing was that was pretty slick. Um, yeah. 
what else did I have on? And the, the one thing, the NRL piece or the national match that you had, that's one thing that I hadn't seen at some of the other stuff. Um, you had guys out or guys, shooters in general out. And on that Saturday night, you had, uh, or BNT actually helped out. They threw darts. And I think Robert, one of our KPRC buddies, he, he won the dart, won some BNT stuff there. You had, uh, uh, we had the cornhole turn. Yeah, yeah. Cornhole, you throwing bags. Like, yeah, you had, it was, it seemed like it was really family oriented on that Saturday. That was kind of a, a conversation that I had with, uh, with BNT was, um, let's, let's have a little banquet get together. They want to, they, they kind of wanted to get out there and, and talk with some of the shooters and see if there's anything they could really do to improve product or, you know what I'm saying? Or find an idea of new product, et cetera, et cetera. And I think they really enjoyed that. And that's kind of a reason they stepped up again this year to be title sponsor. Um, yeah. I mean, pretty cool stuff. Yeah. And they're one of, I mean, they're one of the big, you know, you, you see their bipods just about, well, I know you see them at every match, but. Man, I tell you, they're huge in the military game. I mean, not only our military, but just everybody else's military overseas, you know. Um, and I talk to them guys um, quite a bit, really. Um, and they're always improving things and always looking for stuff. Their office is badass <laughs> there in Wichita. Yeah, I've been down. You would never expect – I didn't expect it from the outside. I went down there and bought some stuff from them. Ordered you. Uh -huh. I, didn't, I didn't realize where their office was at because from the outside – I would never expect it, but then you I go know, inside. Right? And yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty sweet setup, and I can see how they're definitely in the military game. Is a lot of their stuff is bomb proof. Like it's, yeah. Obviously, I'm I'm yeah. active duty. I'm in the military. We can we can break some stuff, and their B and T stuff's mm -hmm. built pretty strong. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Casey Belt, good dude. He uh, and he seems like he's always kind of just open arms. If you want to show up and pick up a product that you order, and they'll give you a tour of the shop, and you're a pretty good dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a pretty cool setup they've got for sure. Let's see, how how do people find you? So obviously Twin Peaks, but how do they? You got We've got a website. Got a website. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. I try to be active as much as I can, you know, on there. Um, just try to take pictures over time and keep them. And if I find a cool one, I post it and, you know, so, I mean, that's really about the only way to find me. <laughs> yeah. But it's twin, twin peaks rifle club. Yes. Correct. Not, not associated with the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You might end up with the wrong twin peaks getting in trouble with. You can't believe how much I got, got that from the start, you know, yeah. now, now it's not, such a crazy deal but at the start it was <laughs> yeah and if you don't if you've never been there or looked this place up once you look up obviously ryan's range you'll see why it's called twin peaks because he had mentioned that it's a, a kansas oh what what'd you say it's on there kansas uh, yeah kansas. yeah monument Twin peaks is a kansas monument yeah yeah so you'll you'll see it out there. there's two big peaks and obviously it's kansas so you don't really see a whole lot of peaks to begin with mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you drive by and you, once you realize it, then, you know, obviously, you know, that's Twin Peaks Rifle Club you're driving by. So 
before we get into the KPRC stuff, you have any shout outs for anybody you'd like to hit up? Like, I'm going to tag in up tagging B&T and KPRC and some of them guys we've already talked about. But you have any shout outs you want to hit people up? Well, if I have anything else that I can think of. I don't know. You got anything, Chad? Nope, not right. Really right off hand, though. I've just been sitting here listening. <laughs> that's, that's something new. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get, we'll, we'll get you in the conversation now. So let's get on to KPRC. You guys made some changes for this year. Obviously, we're just getting ready. In fact, next weekend, I think we're starting off KPRC stuff at uh, Great Plains. So yep. what's, what's the new and improved for KPRC? I'd say probably the main thing that we've done this year is um, brought on some swag, you know, to where you can sign up for a membership, you get a hat, you get a, you get a magnet that has a schedule on it. You got uh, KPRC patches and uh, some decals. So kind of, I guess our focus was over the years, it's almost like the KPRC maybe benefited the good shooters more than anything else. So we're trying to try really try to keep everybody inclusive in this, you know, making it a fun family atmosphere for when you show up to shoot matches, you know? Um, Yeah. So who's the, I guess we probably could have started with who's the backbone of the KPRC. Like who's deciding members, admin members, who, who's that? Well, that's a, that's kind of everybody. Um, Let's see who's all on the admin group. It's just a Facebook admin group. Um, it's me and Chad and Timish and Michael Beamer, Derek Love, Ryan Cheney, and Derek Dornbush. Am I missing anybody, Chad? Matt. Matt Howard. Matt Howard. Yep. That's right. And uh, so, um, you know, there's some, there's questions that that are asked to join the private group, and uh, we get a lot of spam. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's crazy how much spam we get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do get a lot of spam. Yeah. So it, 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 it's not difficult, but when somebody asks to be in there, we try to keep it pretty exclusive and at least click on their profile and make sure they're a legit person. They're interested in long-range shooting um, before we allow them in. Yeah. So so how much, how much is uh, membership this year? And you said, obviously, you said, what comes with it? You talked about the hat and all that stuff. Yeah, so we did increase membership $25 this year just to help cover the cost of um, the hats and the patches, et cetera, et cetera. So it's $85 this year versus $60 last year. And uh, so, and we actually have it open to where you don't have to shoot matches. You know, if you just want to support the club and you want to get gear, you can sign up to be a member just to get the gear and support the club. So you can do that as well. Yeah. You, I should have printed this out. Do you know how many, uh, how many matches we got planned for the KPRC? Mm, I don't know. How many, how many different ranges do we have? Chad, do you remember how many ranges? We got five ranges. Um, there's twin peaks, uh, STC, great plains, uh, spear point, ring neck, and Drussel. So six. Point. Try and tag all these guys so people can look them up. 
So I'm counting 23 matches. Yeah. Start in March and end in October. I think what it looked like is you got it's pretty well planned out as far as if you're to shoot national matches and regional matches or state matches, like it's pretty pretty well planned out. There's not there is some overlap, but you aren't gonna get away from all of it. But okay, it's pretty well planned to where you could shoot a national match one weekend, come shoot a KPRC, go shoot a right. national match somewhere else. So Beamer's kind of in charge. I say kind of he is in charge of the schedule. And uh, so he really tries to keep a good balance of, you know, PRS, regional qualifiers, try to keep all the national matches, you know, spaced apart. So there's not a whole lot of overlap. You know what I mean? So if somebody wants to just chase this certain type of match, there's not an overlap with our match versus what's in Oklahoma etc etc you know so that's a tough part that's a tough deal to do with as many matches that there is anywhere you know these days yeah yeah and it seemed like the prs schedule i don't know maybe it's just me i was paying more attention to you it seemed like the national prs schedule came out kind of late this year so i imagine it was probably a little bit of a hard time to schedule everybody here and there around everybody else's matches but yeah I'm so with me being PRS this year, I'm now on that board of directors. You know, all the all the uh, match directors are basically on the board of directors for the PRS. It's pretty interesting some of the conversations you have to try to make all of that come together. You know, a lot of people want this date, a lot of people want this date, and then you know it all comes together eventually. But uh, it's crazy to think how much how much work it takes to get to that point. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I can only imagine. I'm- We've, we've mentioned on here, obviously, we're in Kansas, so we <clears throat> we kind of get spoiled between Kansas, Oklahoma, Tech. Like, we right in the smack dab of a lot of precision shooting that we can end up making it to. Chad and Chris and I have talked about going to some matches and, and actually going to some outside of Kansas, but there's a lot that we can just drive to within five or six hours, and, and you get right. all the national matches you needed, you know. Uh-huh. It's crazy how many matches there is out there. Um, but I think Kansas is pretty cool with some of the diversity of matches that we have. Um, it's about every weekend you can go somewhere if you wanted to, you know. Yeah, yeah. just about. If you got the components, you can you can run out of them come this Speaking year. Speaking of that, you guys think that's going to be a tough deal this year? You know what I mean? <clears throat> I honestly think it is. I think it's going to I think it's going to have an effect on the sport. Um, as much as I don't want it to, um, yeah, you have, um, you have some top shooters that shoot nonstop. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, they, they shoot nonstop and, and a few of them have already made comments on social media about, you know, got to watch their, their components to make it to the finale. So I think it'll have an effect. Man, kind of crazy to think about. It almost makes you think that I don't, I, and I don't know, but maybe with the KPRC benefit from shorter stage, shorter round count matches, you know, 60, 80 rounds instead of 100 rounds. That's some of the discussions that we have, I guess, with the admin group and stuff yeah, like we, that. We've had that discussion. Um, uh-huh. 
you, we never really did come to an agreement. We've always kind of left that up to the match, match directors, range owners. Um, but it's something we may have to address. And, and again, it's one of those, it could have a side benefit of getting non-experienced shooters out there, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, they, they don't want to spend the a hundred rounds, the 10 stages and, you know, you, you make a shorter rank, uh, shorter match. They may get out there just to try it. Just to try it and get home. Or yeah. 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 I, de- I definitely think there's an argument for it because I've heard, I listened about every precision rifle podcast you listen to. And there's one that I can't remember who brought it up now, but if you trying to get new shooters out, a lot of these places, you know, Cabela's, Shields, um, they put a limit on how much ammo you can buy if you're not reloading. So that plays in a part of, you know, a part of it for new shooters. If they're trying to go in, you can only buy two or three boxes. Well, that puts a limit on new shooters just trying to get ammo to come out and shoot. So if they could shoot one in, in two to three boxes, you know, 60, 80 know. rounds, that might get you some some new folks too, you know. So, yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty crazy what's going on right now. Because, yeah, if you don't have components – well, we've been – you've been seeing that gun broker prices are – people are paying hundreds of dollars for a 1,000 primers, you know. <laughs> I'm glad I was a hoarder before this, you know. <laughs> I think, I think – I think I'm good for a couple years, but it still makes you nervous knowing that you can't get it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chad and Chris and I have talked about this extensively that it, it was just by happenstance. I started hoarding last year, just getting ready for this year. And I was going to, that was my plan was get ready for the, the next year, the year before. And I just happened to plan it right to where I've got a decent stockpile of stuff. But if I shoot, you know, half of that or all of that this year, then, I just might be out of it next year. There, I might not be shooting next year, but who knows what that's going to bring, you know? So let's see. What what else? Any other uh, big news for KPRC? Now, I don't know if we really have anything else that's big news by any means. Um, I think I think this year we're going to try to we're going to try to have a new. Um, you know, it's not going to be a new range. We have six ranges, but our finales tend to fall on one or two ranges. I think this year we're going to try to really push the finale to a different range um, to get a new mm-hmm. a new feel there. Um, that's yep. been a been a big discussion. Um, yeah, we have had a lot of the issue with that has been we've tried to push spear point and ring neck a little bit, but. October always falls during hunting season. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what their main business is. So um, we're going to see if we can't push to have the finale somewhere between besides Twin Peaks or STC this year. Yeah. I know at the end of last year, at least on, on the KPRC Facebook page. So if anybody's listening, you can go to Facebook, look up Kansas Precision Rifle Club and, and you'll be able to find us, find them on social media. Obviously, components play a, a part of it, but have you guys had any discussions? Like we talked about doing like uh, range open houses or like show and tell, like for new folks to come out and look at, you know, some competitive rigs. Has there been any talk about that? I don't know when you, the thing is, I don't know when you fit it in. Like you were saying, almost every weekend there's a match somewhere. So it had to be an off range. And, and if people could make it, but has there been any, any talk about that? 
Yeah, we have conversations like that. It seems like a lot, don't you think, Chad? And it's it's just so tough to put it together, you know. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody's against it. Every everyone on the board did think it was uh, on the admin group thought it was a good idea. But I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head, Jared. Is you know trying to find a weekend, trying to squeeze it in there. Then as as Ryan just said, it's once you squeeze it in there, are people going to be available? Because you're literally asking people that own no equipment to come out and try your equipment. So you got to get actual shooters out there that are willing to have people use their equipment and stuff. And then we get back to components. How many people are going to be willing yeah, to let right. people squeeze off rounds when components are tight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's one reason I wanted to bring up is that I, I think it was a, is a great idea, but then now, yeah, you put a, a competition every weekend and people are chasing those, those points and that competition money and the competition points. And, and then, yeah, then you throw components on top of that. And it's like the perfect storm for not doing any of that stuff. <laughs> I'll tell you another thing that we've had quite a bit of discussion about is how anti-gun Facebook is. And we're always concerned about, the KPRC group getting shut down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All the time. I mean, they they flag us for stupid stuff all the time that nobody really knows about, but we see it as admins. Um, so that was kind of part of the reason we pushed to put our KPRC membership through practice score this year. So you sign up on practice score. You can pay either cash or credit card, but now we have you on an email group. So we can email, we can send out a mass email to all the KPRC members about matches coming up, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and still be in conversation with everybody in case yeah. that happens. I mean, yeah. I think it's going to happen someday. We just don't know when. <laughs> yeah, good yeah. point. Because, yeah, because back in the day when I first started, there were people, you could sell some stuff on the KPRC page. Now, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're not a member of KPRC and you're listening, there's absolutely no sales just because, yeah. I mean, there's groups every day getting shut down for selling anything rifle related or arms related. And, you know, you look at our group, what do we have? Over 3,000 members in that KPRC Facebook page. And there's what, 200 of us that shoot matches? You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the final straw on that, that no sales was, um, I think somebody posted, um, um looking for used brass you know they were they were they weren't even selling they were asking for anybody that had used brass for them to buy they were changing calibers and it got flagged it got flagged and beamer beamer brought it up to the admins and he goes you guys see this you know we got we got to shut down sales or anything mm-hmm. so yeah it's yeah it's getting uh, social media all I'm sure everybody knows, but social media is getting pretty crazy as far as what they're allowing. They allow certain stuff and not other stuff. We'll just not get into too deep into the politics piece of it, but yeah. So yeah, that was definitely smart move on the, on the admin side to keep it up and running. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of good info. Like there's a lot of new shooters and even experienced shooters that get on there and ask all sorts of questions and there's a ton of help people you know people helping each other out try to help them out as much as we can you know 
using our past experiences because most of the time it's like, well, we went cheap on this when we found out we probably shouldn't have gone cheap from the start. Should have just spent a little bit more money, got a little bit better gear from the start. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Is there, well, there's a little bit of everybody on there. I mean, you got you two are on there, obviously shot. Ryan, you're a range owner. There's a couple uh, gunsmiths on there between Dornbush and and uh, Jake Sure. I mean, there's any facet of especially a lot, a lot of hunters. You know what I mean? A lot of hunters on that group. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. So, any other big news for for KPRC you wanted to get out there? I don't know if I have anything else. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head for, for KPRC necessarily. Um, the swag looks uh, good. I think Ryan, I, Ryan, I think you were talking about like what the money's used for. Um, yeah. We don't keep any money. Um, pretty much all the money is uh, that we take in for KPRC is uh, goes towards the finale, towards prizes towards uh you know the dinner at the finale trophies etc cetera, etc cetera. so we just keep track of all that and and uh just try to make it a fun club you know what i mean that's really all the focus is and everybody's donating their time nobody's making any money off this being admins you know what i mean so yeah right. i think um we we Beamer puts in an extraordinary amount of time, um, especially with scorekeeping, um, where we're, we're looking at ways to kind of ease that on him. Um, you know, just that's some of the inner workings, things like that. Um, we have an admin uh, chat that, you know, somebody will just fire off a chat. Uh, Ryan, Ryan today, um, right before we were starting to record this, um, sent a you know, hey, any admin going to the first match of the year, I can't make it, but we want to start getting the swag, the new members that have paid. Um, I agreed that said, hey, I, I wasn't planning on shooting that match, but Jared, you, you've kind of been asking me if I would. So I said, yep, I'll go shoot it. I'll take the swag. So I'll, I'll be bringing swag to the first match of the year at the grade playing. So that's kind of some of the inner workings of how our messages go back and forth. <laughs> Yeah, sounds like you guys staying busy. Who who was behind the uh, swag? Was that you, Ryan? I kind of I kind of just bullheaded it and just jumped into it. I thought it'd be cool to to uh, get a new KPRC logo and uh, let's get some cool swag out there that people want to wear. And you know what I mean. So yeah, that was kind of me just bullheading that, and everybody was just right behind it, you know. And uh, so there was a lot of you can't believe how many. You know, when we got that new KPRC logo, how many how many different logos we have, Chad? 80 or 90, I think. Nine, yeah, 90. But, Good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so uh, I use this <laughs> website of these, of these different people making logos, and we kind of came up with uh, the top five or something like that, and then we posted on the KPRC yep. page and then vote on it. Three days my phone blew up from pictures coming <laughs> in from Brian. That's all we were talking about. You know? <laughs> and arguments. I'm talking arguments. <laughs> between yeah. us like who thought the best one was the best and uh so that's <laughs> we came down to just let the kpr you know the group as a whole vote on it <laughs> i was gonna say yeah, yeah. I, I saw the four or five that you guys put on the deal i didn't realize there was 90 other ones floating around out there oh yeah there was a lot <laughs> yeah well you guys you guys definitely did good the hat looks good obviously the magnets the the logo it's pretty it's pretty slick you have to 
Listen I guess something else that there. we're doing that's kind of cool this year, we didn't bring this up, but um, we're having military-style patches made. So you basically have to be a paid KPRC member, and you have to prove to us that you're either former or active military to get this KPRC patch. So I think that's kind of cool. You know? Yeah, that's, that's pretty slick. Be able to show it on your shooting bag or whatever, you know, Velcro it on there. Yeah. All right, fellow. Well, let's see. You guys got any shout any shout outs after talking to KPRCs? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna try and tag all the ranges so people can look them up. Um, got Beamer on here, and obviously you guys, KPRC and BNT. Um, so yeah, no, if if you're interested, if you listen to this, you're interested, go to the KPR KPRC web uh, Facebook page. Uh, under announcements is the schedule. Um, within the schedule is all the range names and locations and contacts. So that's, that's how you can look some of that up. But Jared, like Jared said, he'll tag it, which is cool too. So. Oh, Ryan, you got any other shout outs after that? I don't, I don't, I mean, feel free to reach out to me or whoever, if you have any questions with anything, we'd be glad to help. So. Yeah, same here. If you're if you're a new member or even a, a member that's been around a while, you got anything, feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can you can private message me, no big deal. I usually try to answer people back, or and if it's something that I can't answer, I'll go fire off a question to the to the admin. Sometimes I think I drive them nuts with some of that. So, <laughs> I I think Chad's one of my favorite admin uh, guys because he's unaffiliated. You know what I mean? With he's not affiliated with the range or business or anything that's in the KPRC. So I like he's the voice of the people, in my opinion. <laughs> he's the outsider. I like, I, I like that. Yeah, no, I like. I'm that. the outsider. <laughs> and, and and I'm the one that sends stupid stupid you know videos to the admin group for answer <laughs> questions. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas, if that was it, I'll, I'll shut this off. Stay on here with us, Ryan, and in case you got anything else that you want me to edit okay. out or edit in, I can put it on there. But if you guys don't have anything else, I appreciate you guys both coming on. All right. Thanks. Good. All right. Thanks, fellas.